What's up, guys? This is Hunter Lawrence, and you're listening to the Moto X Podcast. Hey, this is Chicken. Thanks for listening to the Moto X Pod. Guess what time it is? Moto X Pod Show is back this week. It's episode 238. As always, brought to you by Cherubies USA. For decades, Cherubies USA has been the leader in moto plastic accessories with products that fit perfect. Look great and last. Cherubies has what you need. Whether it's full plastic kits, individual pieces, handguards, sliders, what, what? Oh, it sounds like you're far away. I don't know why. I'm right on it, man. No. I just... I'm excited. Did somebody say that or no? I just heard it myself. Oh, I don't know. I'm uh, yeah, I'm right up on it. Okay, like always. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. You're good. You're good. I just can't multi-track, multitask. <laughs> Whether it's full plastic kits, individual pieces, handguards, chain guides, and sliders, or anything else they offer, visit Cherubies USA, and don't forget to let them know that you're listening and support our title sponsor. Follow them on Instagram. Get you some of that new uh, metallic plastic. I I really want some for the Blue Crew once it's available for me. Um, the thing I, I love the way that stuff looks. Uh, Cherubies USA, Brian Fullerton, Talon Volan, those guys are great to us. Also on board, guys need to get your suspension taken care of. You need to uh, revalve it. You need to change the oil. Check out your local dealership, Racetech dealer. Uh, suspension, uh, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. And all Racetech products include award-winning gold valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use that promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Uh, we're going to have a little discussion about promo codes here in just a minute. Fly Racing is also on board. We just gave away. Uh, we had a winner for a set of free gear. Got that. I think uh, was that Trevor Paul, I believe. If I, man, I hope I have that name right. Yeah, Trevor Paul. He hit me up, told me what he wanted. We're going to get that stuff to him. So thanks to Fly Racing for being on board. X-Brand Goggles also on board. The new Lucids are in. This is going to be the Lucid... Uh, X brand Lucid conversation in just a moment. So we we love X brand goggles. There is nothing better. The the Lucid with the wave latch quick release lens is amazing. Works connection is on board. You want all the little cool things that look pretty. The the master cylinder covers that are anodized and engraved. Or if you want the best whole shot device on the planet, the Pro Launch Start device. It's WorksConnection.com. Use that promo code MotoXPod20 to save. Lots of other good stuff. I put my radiator braces on a couple weeks ago for the, the Blue Crew um, because probably, more than likely, at some point, that bike's going to hit the dirt. You know, I mean, maybe it just tips over on the, off the stand, but I want the radiator braces on. You never know. <laughs> Torque One Racing, they've been on board with us for years now. Check out Torque One Racing for the attack handlebar, defy lock-on grips, vengeance levers, and much more. Our jerky for your snacks, Moto X-Pod 21 to save... Did you hear that pop just a second ago? Mm-hmm. That was the pop. Let's uh, 
Sorry, guys. I don't know if you guys can hear it. I'm going to write that timestamp down. That was about four minutes in, so we can see if that actually did anything when we listen back. Anyway, our jerky, man, uh, I eat. I take that stuff with me when I go to work. I take it. I, I eat it while I'm watching the races on TV. The sizzling hot, the seven deuce deuce black pepper beef brisket. Those are some of the best uh, flavors of jerky I've ever had. Moto Xpot 21 to save at eatourjerky.com. You guys need to get your graphics done. New graphics. You want to get your jerseys lettered. It's Bermlords Graphics and Jersey ID. Just email them, graphics at bermlords.com. They can hook you up. I've got my new jersey over there getting done. It's going to be really sick. I love what they do with my stuff. They always throw in like an Iron Maiden album cover. Eddie's inside all my numbers. Uh, you know, it's kind of my thing, so don't steal it, but my shit looks good. Also, Shock Socks. <laughs> Williams Moto Works. I think they're going to be helping Scotty out since he blew his bike up because he's a dummy. I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Williams Moto Works. Williams Moto Works at gmail.com. Extreme Colors. You want to get a helmet painted? Hit up Kirk Hunter. Extreme Colors. Also, Blood Lubricants. The oil is second to none. The new Barracuda line is out. Multiple weights, better protection, better performance, and it lasts longer. Promo code Moto X to save. Power Band Racing, True Fusion Sports, and Grill Your Ass Off. Also on board. Going to do some grilling Fourth of July in about what a week? Yeah, yeah. just about right at a week. Next, yeah. Next Hit week. up, grill your ass off. Get you some seasonings in. Use that promo code MotoXPod. As far as the promo codes go, Eric Phipps texted me the other day and said, okay, "He's been on board all year. Somebody finally used the promo code." You know, again, I, you know, I get a little butt hurt sometimes. Like I want our listeners to be like super, super involved, and you got to compare the numbers. Like Steve's numbers are huge listeners. Only a very small percentage of the people actually use the codes and do enter the contest, et cetera, et cetera. But it, it ma- matters. You guys, I want these sponsors to come back next year. We want to get more money, right? We want to we want to have more money to do bigger and better things to improve the show. And the sponsors have to be on board. They have to see the number, the needle move. So these are companies that most of you guys use probably anyway. So use the promo codes, man. If you don't know the promo code, email us, motoxpodshow at gmail.com. We'll try to get you hooked up. We'll try to get you a deal if there is no promo code. But use our sponsors, man. It, it just does so much for this small show with its growth. Uh, so I appreciate the guys that are doing it. I also appreciate our uh, Patreon supporters, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Support the show. You could do as little as like five bucks a month, and it goes towards our travel, everything. Uh, if this show is, you know, if it matters to you. But anyway, tonight, man, I, I know it's a lot of sponsor reads. That's kind of the boring stuff for you guys. I apologize. But it, it means a lot. It matters to the show. Like I said, we need it to keep the show growing. Circle of life, man. Circle of life. This week, it's episode 238. Brandon Hartraff's going to jump on, talk about the Twisted T-Hep Suzuki team, what's been going on. I want to see if he's a little extra motivated now that Marshall Welton's over there. You know, yeah. you don't want the new guy beating you. So we're gonna Yeah, talk- it's not a good look. No, it definitely isn't. So we're going to talk to Brandon. And then uh, Carter Beast. I hope I'm saying his name right. Carter Beast is going to come on. He's a privateer. While I was watching the race Saturday, Pulp and Mix Fantasy chat room, somebody's like, dude, you need to get Carter Beast on. He's got a great story. So I started kind of doing a little research, reached out. We got Carter Beast on. That's how we do it, Scotty. <laughs> yeah, um, it's going to be good, man. And then Evan Nystrom's going to jump on. He is Derek if Kelly's. If you ask, then they will come. That's it. Well, sometimes. Not always. Uh, Evan Nystrom is Derek Kelly's strength and conditioning coach, and he's been doing some stuff with AJ Catanzaro, Catanzaro for the Moto Academy. He's going to come on and talk to us a little bit. Uh, a lot of good stuff. I think it's going to be a fun show. We may have some new listeners. I mentioned this last week that on the Pulp Chat on Monday night, some listeners were like, hey, I'm going to check out your show. And then one of them, like I said, he couldn't find it. Uh, Tay, uh, on Facebook, it's like Tay and something Bill, Tay and Bill. I don't know. 
It's a dude from Australia. Bill and Ted's Most Excellent Journey? Yes, that's it. Okay. Guy from Australia. So maybe he'll jump in tonight. Uh, we've got a few people hopefully coming over to check this out. The Discord, Pulp Discord channel was just asking me some questions about the Vital MX deal that I just kind of agreed to. So we're about to talk about that. Uh, but what do you want to talk about with High Point? What were your highlights? Man, uh, just like seeing the, the accum- accumulation of everything. The, the accumulation? A, a, accumulation wow. of that's, everything. That's an interesting word. Accumulation of everything that's kind of all the stories that have kind of started. You know, you're getting halfway through the, you know, you're getting closer to through the season. And then you start seeing these stories come to fruition, like the, the Jet and Hunter battle you're we all wanted to see. You're words and you're screwing them up. I think it's fruition, not fruition. Fruition? I think it's fru. I could be wrong. Doesn't matter. Fruition. I'm just, I'm just, fruition. Either way, I'm busting your balls. Either way, you know what I meant. True. <laughs> but uh, I see all these kind of stories starting to starting to play out. Like that that Jet and Hunter battle. That was probably the best 250 battle we've seen in years. Good. Like that was just straight up good. And even the 450s. I mean, like that. Like. That was that was solid race. Like it was, there was Hell constant, yeah, was. yeah, just passing and different lines, and and I'm excited to see what the element of heat coming into Redbud is adds yeah. to these guys. See, like you know, we're we're going to the barn burner now. Let's let's how, let's see what happens. How great was High Point just track wise? Like those outsides are pretty damn far I, to go outside, but they still worked almost equally a lot of the times. Like that was. Just such an exciting race to watch. Like it, it's not the slot car tracks that we saw a couple of years ago. Yeah, like the the track prep seems to be way well, better and making for better racing. Like where multiple multiple lines are working. Yeah, and not just High Point. You're kind of seeing a trend. I mean, Paula was yeah. Paula, but you saw it with High Point made chain, big track changes. Thunder Valley made big track changes. Um, I would say Hangtown made big changes. Thunder Valley made big changes. High Point made big changes, and it seems to be a trend of these tracks are trying new things, and it's it's made for some good racing. I I've liked the change to every track so far, and yeah. I think it's been uh, cool to see them do different things and you know get different stuff for the guys to try to make different lines and stuff. I thought it was cool. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> do you think Hunter was mad at the end of that last, second moto because? Certainly, one more lap, he gets jet. Like he was hauling ass, and he had put everything he had into it. And I think he was. I think he was pretty mad. Not like mad at jet. No, but he mad at like he wanted that win. It's like the thought in his head has got to be a little bit of what do I got to do to beat this? This is getting old. Yeah, like and it's his brother too. I I think that's so great for the sport. I'm sorry, that's just it's. It's just too damn cool. I know it's like, oh yeah, it's the brothers, but it's kind of cheesy. But no, they like we've sports in general has not seen this very often. Yeah, it's a very very cool story to follow. Does the time ever come? At some point, they're gonna get together. And they made a little one or both are gonna go down. Does the time ever come? Like I see this. I was visualizing this while watching the race Saturday. Like in a movie format where, like I thought, okay, Hunter's going to go for the pass. Jet's going to actually take accidentally take him down, and Hunter's going to be mad, like legitimately mad. And this could be in the future, but I, I could see it in my mind. And there might be a period of six months to a year where they're pissed at each other, and Hunter won't talk to Jet. You know, I don't like, see that. Yeah, maybe not. But like sometime, like. All the jet talk, all the freaking hype. Like, yeah, Hunter's like, yeah, this is, you know, this is what we've been building for. This is what our family worked for. It's all cool. 
at some point that stuff gets to you as a human being doesn't matter if you're hearing about your brother your best friend some other random dude constantly you're gonna be like f that dude i don't care like at some point you're gonna snap and then if let's say they get together like this thing could explode just for a small period of time at some point and there could be drama like Uh, yeah okay i'll i'll say this i i think that to beat hunter late in that race Jet had to go to a place that he has not had to go to in probably a year and a half. Okay. Maybe maybe some point last year. I think he had to pull something out of the hat that he hasn't had to reach that far into his hat yet. And I, I think that Hunter's climbing up more, at a more rapid rate than maybe Jet is. I think Jet knows. I think Jet's ceiling is higher than everybody else's. But I think Hunter is getting closer to his, and I think that those ceilings are close. And yeah, I, I yeah. really think that if to maintain, I don't know if Jet can do that every every weekend. Like Hunter's coming. I don't know, but I think Jet had more. Like that. You think he had? I think I that's like Jet at ninety ninety five. Hunter's maybe at one oh five. Like his whatever his hundred percent was four weeks ago, a year ago, is is now his ninety percent. Like he has excelled. Hunter's made a step up. But he's still maybe not doing like he's almost on the same level, has the same ability as Jet almost, but it's a lot harder for Hunter, a lot more work for Hunter to ride yeah. at that pace. Doesn't mean like in maybe another six months he'll be there. Yeah, but I think Jet could now like like I, I'm trying to think how, like okay, so even though there's no such thing as 100 110 percent, Hunter's riding like at 110 percent to make that level. Yeah. Jet's riding at like ninety seven percent at that level. Could he, and if he went to one ten, pushed a little harder, he might be a little bit out of control, a little bit whatever. But yeah. he has more. I don't. So I, yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong. It's just the way I see it. But Hunter has made a step. If and good again, if he hasn't had a couple of crashes and a couple of goofy little things, he wins some overalls. Probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, he can't be too mad. I mean, yeah, he could have. He could have been. Uh, he could have easily. It was very close for him being six points in the championship, yeah. and now they're now he's you know twelve, still twelve points back. It could have been a big swing, but I I uh, I think that he has to be happy going into a break and almost halfway through the season that he's only twelve points back. I think that that if you told him whoever he was behind that he was going to be twelve points in within the championship board championship battle almost halfway through, I think he takes that all day long, yeah. and and so I. Th- I think the next couple of rounds are going to be. This was a preview of the of how good the next rounds in the two fifty and the four fifty are going to be. I hope so. Like I'm crossing my fingers. There's no big injuries from like right now. We have a good series. I mean, we have in the two fifty class. Like Moseman is so damn fast when he doesn't pull like the like they kind of joking about. Like I think Steve asked last night if he's the same as RJ. He's so good, and then does something goofy. Watches the front, tips over, whatever. But he's a guy that can win. He has yeah. the speed to win. So, Joe Shimoda, right there. He's getting better every week. Lucas Myrtle sweeping the podium, making billions and billions of dollars. He's my agent, too. So, yeah. all, <laughs> we're, all, we're all good. I mean, he's not making anything off me. But um, there's some – I can't. I'm coughing again, it's guys. Okay. I'm real close. I'm getting better, but so got to cough. Um, shit, hang on. <coughs> Jesus, I got to get a cough drop. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Uh, the 250 class is going to be good. Again, yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, though. Like, coming up, we got a week off. We're going to Redbud. One, one of the best tracks, one of the best events of the year. 
great dirt, always exciting. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. It's going to be a hell of an event. Hopefully, everybody stays healthy during these couple weeks. You know, they're off. Maybe they, let's not ride, boys. Let's just hang out. Everybody just hang out. Go to the lake. Chill out. Regroup for Red Bud. Even uh, getting to the 450 class. So, Eli gets his first win of the season. Four winners, four rounds. Yeah. What this more is, can you ask for? such a good series. Yeah. Like, like uh, for the first time in a while, like, I really don't see how it's going to, like, where... You don't have a guy like that. He's, he's going to win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. Like, you just don't really know. It could easily start falling and then, apart. All right. So, I was going to... I wanted to ask you this. Out of all of the, maybe, let's call them storylines of the weekend, where do you put... Not the position, but where do you put Dungy being 12 seconds off the lead as far as storylines go? Third best story, fourth best story, maybe one oh, of the top. I don't know. I don't know where I rate it. I mean, I'm not surprised, really. I think he's getting better and better. I mean, 12 seconds off the lead is not bad. No, I, I mean, Even he's though better that was and better. Fourth, but... And as we get farther east and we get to Redbud, and then yeah. I, I reached out to him to come on tonight, and he said he, he couldn't do it for the next couple of weeks, but... I really wanted to ask him about it. Like, I want to get him on before Southwick because I'm like, dude, come on. You don't even have to start when everybody else starts. You can just come down, you know, before the first lap's over and get right back in the race. We've seen you do yeah. it. <laughs> so, like, let's see what he does at Redbud and Southwick and then Millville. Yeah. You know, those will be a bigger test. Not test, but bigger proof of what he's got because he's obviously getting in better and better shape, getting more comfortable, getting the bike figured out. So, I, I, I think it's unreal how good he is at – at this time in his career, quote unquote, after the retirement, yeah, there's not oh. many people that could have done that. Um, I will say it's, it's pretty impressive and it's fun to watch. Yeah, I will say if I'm the other guys, Tomac getting his first win of the year, right going into the break, and then now going into arguably what is going to be, you know, he's always he's obviously one of the best when it comes to the, the hot conditions and stuff like that, and the rutted, rough rutted tracks. We're going into the heart of. All, all of those things. If I'm the other guys, I'm a little nervous that he's got that momentum going into the break and going into probably his best part of the season. Yes and no. I mean, I can see the you know those guys at that level. I don't think any of them are nervous about him. They're not going oh well, no. You know what I mean? But though. realistically, in the back of their mind, they could be like, oh crap, he's getting hot at the right now. You know, like he always does. So um, yeah, I could see it happening, but all those guys are so confident. You know, like Jason. I don't know what happened to Jason Anderson this weekend. Yeah, I'm a. He just. Like, I'm, a, really I'm fast, a little. I'm fell, a. Then, I'm not like hitting a panic button on him no, or anything, no. but I. I. I think he's. He's having some weird things happen. Yeah, and he's he's he will have a very good season. He will have probably another win. He'll probably have some races that you're just like, yeah, that that was cool, Jason. Yeah. But I mean, he's kind of unless something drastic happens, he's kind of already out of the title fight. He's pretty far back. He is. He is. I hopefully, I hope he gets a couple wins. I hope he figures out. It's usually like a tip over, and then he just can't regroup. Oh, dude, I almost like I didn't almost cry, but like I felt so bad for Plessinger. Like finally, oh, he's getting a race going, and then yeah. something. Thank God, I thought I thought I was like, oh, well, there goes his season. His but I'm glad to hear that he's walking around. He's going to be back, and yeah. the, the break probably couldn't have come in a more perfect time well, for last him. Last week, but, he hurt his hip at Lakewood when he crashed. Yeah, oh man, I so. just want to see that guy do good so bad. What do you think about the Tony Caroli thing? Uh, I I think that 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 in the that, the crash, that, that, I think the that. crash played a lot more to that decision than. You you would think that one little incident, especially you know they've probably negoti- been ne- negotiating that for months and talk about what's going to happen and this and that. I think after that last moto, he's like, yeah, I'm going home. Yeah, I was kind of wondering that because I mean, it sounds like they made him an offer. You know, he kind of made it sound to Steve like 
they haven't offered him anything, but it sounds like they did offer him something and it wasn't what he wanted. So yeah, I don't know how I feel about any of that now. Like I mean, but they similar. I would just say this similar story to what happened to um, Caleb Russell last year, and we've heard this story a couple of times. It's just like, like, like dude, that's one of like the gnarliest dudes that has ever competed in uh, motocross. He's probably been one of the most influential people for your brand in the in the entire you know dearency of the of the brand and i just i i think that you kind of got to give him whatever he wants i i feel the same way i want him there i want to see him again when we go to millville uh i want to i want to have a chance to interview him i want to i want him to be at all these tracks enjoy this this season at you know having some fun almost a vac not a vacation but where he's traveling the country for the first yeah. time i wanted to see i wanted him to be, have that yeah but uh it's not not looking good so that's a pretty big bummer um yeah, I just, real quick, I mentioned that I reached out to Dungy. I think we're going to have some really good guests coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, but Damon's going to, I think Dan Bradshaw is going to be coming on okay. once he gets some time. Jordan Troxel, who is Kenny's mechanic, never had him on the show. Okay. He's going to come on. Uh, Dungy, I think, will come on eventually. So we're going to have some really good show shows coming up. Uh, we may try to start doing just two guests per show. Uh, just for time restraints with everything, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to talk about the vital deal. If you guys were listening to Pope last night, you heard it come up. Um, if you haven't heard, we have a little story to tell. Uh, I've got I've got my hand in another pot, I guess, getting my foot in the door in another situation, trying to do some more stuff. So we'll talk about that towards the end of the show. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with Brandon Hartraft. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Entercam. I'm here to tell you about. Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbisUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo Senya. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal. But thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. For almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then if you're looking for top quality hard parts you need to visit torque one racing torque one racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the moto x pod show 
Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy lock-on grips today. All right, guys, we're back. First uh, break of the night's over. Our first guest is coming up tonight. He's brought to you by our title sponsor, Cherubies USA. If you want to make your bike look clean and brand new, hit up a Cherubies USA, get a new plastic kit, get some of that metallic plastic, or you can get some hand guards, chain guide, and sliders. Their chain guide and sliders are the best, Scotty. I love their two-piece chain guide and sliders. Or anything else they offer, visit CherubiesUSA.com. Let them know you're listening to the Moto X-Pod show. Tonight, a Cherubies USA brings us from the Twisted T, Hep Suzuki team, Brandon Hartraff. What's up, Brandon? How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. Um, how is our how are our emotions? How are how is our happy face today, Brandon? Are we good? <laughs> I mean, I always look cranky at the races, but yeah, I, yeah, I, pr- I, I promise you, I'm a I'm a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I like to kind of. I've, I've busted your balls a few times about Dallas. Was it last year? I think when you looked like you were going. Yeah, to Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you you were having a rough year, right? But this year, oh, yeah. 2022, man, pretty good season for you. I mean, eighth overall in Supercross, and then you know you, you've been riding pretty damn well outdoors. I feel like. Um, I know I've heard rumors that there's things you're still working on with a bike, trying yeah. to get better. But I feel like the 22 season overall has been a pretty successful season for you yeah it's 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 uh yeah compared to 2021 supercross to this year it's been like if you would have told me in 2021 how i how i'd end up this year i'd literally i'd just laugh in your face and be like <laughs> yeah, you, you sound like an idiot <laughs> yeah so, you were not positive <laughs> about anything that year no. <laughs> so yeah this year has been so i don't know caught me by surprise to be honest i mean um just being in this class it's so different than the lights guys and like i tried asking mackerath about it and i'm like dude are we just slow or like what is this (laughs) and he's like i I can't put my finger on he's like i don't know what it is so why those front guys are so fast but yeah it's been awesome i mean the we've been you know the team and myself and all off season and through supercross we just kept plugging away working our butts off took a lot of momentum from outdoors last year and brought it into this year which obviously you can see so yeah and then outdoors is been going okay obviously i mean not what the finishes i've uh, have gotten is not i'm not happy about it but we're just trying some stuff i mean we tried like a ripper like a motor that's super gnarly for the first two rounds and um thinking that would help but it was just super hard to hold on to, to be honest. So yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I was struggling very bad with arm pump and just very uncomfortable. And I mean, I qualified like in the top ten, but when it came to when the tracks would groove in and um, like harden up when you needed like a smoother bike, I just was struggling. So um, this past weekend, we actually went a little bit to last year's spec of a motor, a little bit of some different things, but um, I rode like night and day difference so uh, i got 11th overall which was you know for the class right now and it's it's stacked so i was pretty proud of myself and the team that we got 11th and you know um it's only round four so i think you know in these next few rounds i'll be definitely inside the top 10 yeah i mean your trajectory is right where you want to be right yeah it started out what 18th 17th 14th yeah yeah, that's bad the the 18th to 17th was literally like I mean, obviously I was trying, but like 
I literally couldn't even go fast because I, you know, I, I couldn't couldn't hang on. So um, right for like for this past weekend, eleventh. I mean, both motos I felt great and the bike was handling well. The motor was good. So uh, we just need more weekends like that, and we'll be climbing up the you know leaderboard. Yeah, I actually have a specific question for you about Thunder Valley, but before we get to that, just something that you mentioned a minute ago and like 21 to 22 and the mental side and you talking to Shane about like, are we just slow? Like I had this thought, I was thinking about Justin Bogle the other day and I was like, okay, you know, he clearly is struggling Mm-hmm. with some motion, uh, mental stuff. Like, he has had some dark times. He's talked about that on Pulp. Like, it's such a mental yes. struggle. So I think about a guy like him, a guy like you, who comes off a very, uh, in my opinion, what would be considered a very successful 250 career. Then you jump mm-hmm. into the premier class, and you guys are still, cons- in my eyes, literally some of the best riders in the entire world on a dirt bike. But yet you're considered, in our sport, as maybe unsuccessful or, or why you know, do these guys even have a ride? You say that. Why do these guys even have a ride? Right. But in another sport, he's one of the best 20 in the world. It's so it, exactly. Literally. I said this the other, I, I, I'm, I'm home right now in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, you know, just cause it's father's day and I haven't been home since September. So I'm with a bunch of buddies and, and like we had this little, I told you last night, we had this little engagement thing for yeah. us, whatever. So they're, they're like, Oh, how'd you do? And I'm like, I got 11 and like, I'm thinking like they don't even understand like what 11th is, you know? So it's, I truly understand like what you're saying. Like in other sports, you get 20th, you're like a bad motherfucker. You get, you get, you say you get 10th in our sport and they're like, Oh, it's pretty good. It's, (laughs) or why why does he have a ride? (laughs) Yeah. Like I was literally explaining, I'm like, I'm going as fast as I can. I'm going fast. Like I'm not slow, you know? So, and then these guys in the lead are literally going like, five to six seconds faster than me and they make me almost look not that good it's it's just so <laughs> you know it's it sucks how people look at it like that but yeah. like i'm technically partially like i'm like i'm a legit guy in a way and you know if i'm not and in the tv crew like they only film what top you know five so it's it's different i think you understand what i'm saying oh absolutely <laughs> yeah that's that's the point and, and how do you have like again i know that you get a little bit well, I feel like you get a little bit emotional at times. Like you, you're very hard on yourself. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you're extremely hard very on yourself. Hard. I forget who I was talking to in the last week that was buddies with you. He's like, yeah, Brandon's really hard. Was it last week, Scotty? We had somebody on that said that was it probably Marshall. Marshall Welton. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Marshall. It's like, yeah, Brandon's really hard on himself. Like yep. you mm-hmm. have to figure out how to get past that and, and be like, no. I mean, obviously, you always want to do better, right? Every racer, every professional athlete wants to do better, but. To be so hard on yourself, I think I don't think it's fair because I don't think it's warranted because you are extremely talented, you are very fast, um, and uh, yeah, I think that's something you got to figure out how to overcome so that you can kind of make the next step. Because as long as it's in your head, dude, you're never going to make that next step. It's just, uh, it's, always, yeah, it's insane what uh, you know, men- being mentally strong and yeah, it's a it's a thing like it's that and experience. I'm I'm starting to really learn that experience is so huge in our sport that like i i say it you know like what i was just saying like how these guys going so much faster it's 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 honest to god is experience and obviously like these guys are some bad dudes like there's no joke about that but But they've been there they've done that you know what i'm saying but like my sport or whatever sorry not my sport i'm 23 i'm versing you know 
Barsha, Tomac, all those guys are 30. So they got, you know, quite a bit of, I'd say knowledge and experience, but, and I'm learning and I'm right. I'm kind of right behind them. So it's definitely a good feeling at times, but you know, like sometimes you want to get to them like quicker than you. I don't know how to, how to explain this. Like you want to be as good as them, but you have to put the time in. Yeah. I mean, part of you, like probably, part of you probably feels like you should be there already. Like, Oh, just instantly. That's what I'm, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. and then, and then you got like Sexton twenty two that is literally just whooping ass right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's just some guys are like that, you know. You well, know how I mean. In any aspect like of that. life, there's always those guys that just are born or have that something special. And yeah, I mean, Chase might be one of those guys, and but yeah, and that 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 makes it tough. I mean, I get it, man. Yeah. Oh no, that's a good point because, like, say the number 11th ranked team in college football plays Alabama and they lose. Well, everybody kind of expected they would lose the number one team, but they don't. They they lose they lose uh, and they don't fall back very far. They yeah. may go to eleventh or twelfth, but if that mm-hmm. number ten ranked team plays the twentieth ranked team and they lose, and they're going to fall off the rank, you know. So yeah, or in, in NASCAR, whoever finishes eleventh at Daytona, the the fans probably aren't going. Well, that guy shouldn't be in that car. Yeah. He sucks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but okay. Anyway, to, to my question, literally, it, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. Besides elevation at Lakewood, we we haven't really seen weather affect this championship too much, and I just mm-hmm. kind of wanted to know that we're, now that we're about to get in the dog days of the summer. How does that hotter weather f- affect you personally, and then who also do you think it will affect the most in the field? Um, I it, it's kind of funny. Like I literally, I was thinking this the other day about myself. I'm like. The, you're getting handed the handed these uh, days that it's 70 degrees out and you're not doing like that as good as you want. And then when it comes to the brutal, like gnarly tracks, for some reason, I do much better. So in a way, it's like I'm stoked, I guess, for the heat and the gnarly tracks. But it's like, you know, like if we go to Hangtown and it's 60 degrees out, not as rough, like be nice to just go and, you know, just have a solid day. Yeah. <laughs> make, yeah. It easy, make it easy on myself. But I think, uh, the guys that are going to be affected, um, I really like Kenny, but I think Kenny might. And then like in a bad way. And then Tomac, obviously he's probably going to crush it. So, um, <laughs> Dungeon. Jackson, I think will put up a fight till he'll collapse. So it's tough. I mean, you, I think you guys know some of these, some people who will, uh, you know, not say give up, but can't handle it as well. I mean, Barsh is an animal no matter what. So, yeah, well, we're going to find but, out, I think in two weeks, once we go back racing at red bud, that's, that's yeah, probably no. going to be Lakewood was pretty hot, but not humid. Once we get to red, no, bud, there's no humidity. Yeah. Once we get to red bud, I think there's going to be some humidity. That's going to be a real eye opener for what I think we'll see the rest of the season. Oh, the humidity is insanely, uh, it, it's, you talk about it like I live in California, so I don't deal with it. But you right. talk about it, and then once you get in it, you're like, "Wow, this is like a whole different, you know, league." Oh yeah, dude. We're Scotty and I are, are in East oh, Texas, yeah. so it's. I was born in it. I was yeah, molded by it. Pretty rough. <laughs> what's, what's Jersey like? Is it get humid? Very, very, very humid. That's what I figured. Yeah, East Coast, like just muggy. I think is the word. Yes, like super muggy, bunch of you know bugs and stuff. Like yeah. last year, last year I. I don't know. I like stayed one day or after the race at Bud's Creek or came back to the house and I like ran the next day and I'm like, dude, this is like, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I say every day, why do I live here? And then Florida is even worse. Yeah, I know, dude. We t- I t- I've told the story so many times. Like I always thought East Texas was as miserable as it could get. And then I went to that first WW race 
Oh my god! And I literally watched the race in the um, media tent with the fans on. I was like, "This is like I'll, my my way of describing it. It was like when you open the oven door to check on something, but it never goes away. It's always that blast of heat. Like I I can't imagine living in Florida yeah. full time. It just seems ridiculous. It's like no, you get no break. Like yeah, um, that that there's see that is another round. You know, like absolutely miserable people are passing out <laughs> right turns out i come out great weekend you know what i'm saying yeah yeah you're, well, <laughs> that's well, what I'm i never make it easy on myself but it's cool like it shows how mentally strong and tough you are when you truly can when you can do good on those days it's like you're you're a bad dude like and when you were asking me about how who's it gonna affect in the 40 class to be honest everybody in the 40 class is so damn elite and like like i said has experience and like they, those guys do. They just don't plateau. They just, they just keep going to yeah. the lights, guys. When they get hot, they're they're done. You know, so the class ain't easy. So yeah, say. I felt that way at Lakewood. <laughs> I think I told Jed or I told somebody. I like I felt. Well, yeah, I was on the in the press conference. I was like, I felt like at those last three laps at Lakewood, you guys were like, I'm not going forward. I'm not going backwards. We're all just staying where we are. We're done. Like they were over it while the 450 class is like, yeah, still battling, trying to make moves. You know, those guys were just, well, they're cooked. Ex- exactly. Like I, I, my, I mean, I'm in pretty good shape. I mm-hmm. normally can turn it up at the end, but sometimes my teams, you know, like you're stronger than these guys and they'll get tired. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I agree. Like I'm, I'm in some good shape, but like these guys don't get tired. Right. And if they do, yeah. if they do get tired, they figure it out. Cause, uh, and you know, like the front guys, they are literally pinned the whole time. I guess more back in like tenth place, where I'm at. Some guys get tired, but they could still like. If me and Amar are about it, Amar's not gonna get tired. Like Amar's a freaking machine. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no doubt. Yeah, trolls a yeah. He's a monster. <laughs> Go ahead, Scotty. Hey, so um, with with a break like this, going, you know, you got a week off. I I kind of how do you balance being able to take advantage of the extra time to maybe get more testing on the bike done, more training yourself, but also to make sure that you're re- recovered and ready to go when that time does come. Yeah. It's mostly like for me be like, honestly, like ever since salt Lake, I have been testing literally every, honestly, every time I've been on the bike, I've been testing, testing, testing. So I haven't really gotten to like, just focus on training to be honest on the bike so now that we've i've we figured out the package with the motor and suspension and everything like now i can actually just start hammering you know my laps out so i'm stoked to honestly to have a break so i can really just start putting in work because you know like the first two rounds i didn't really have a good bike setup and i i did so bad i had really nothing to build off of so like and then we went to Thunder Valley, I got 14th. I actually had something to build off of. And then sure enough, I got almost top 10 the next round. So it's just, I'm tr- like, we're just trying to get all the bike stuff out of the way. So now we can just start hammering out, you know? Yeah. That Jamie Ellis, man, he built some killer motors. Oh, and, and like, I'm, I have, I mean, he's great to us. And like my supercross bike was freaking. I don't with next year. I want the same package. Like that bike was legit. <laughs> so Outdoors is just a whole different ball game. Like, yeah. 
I want to so, ask you, I want to go back to uh, Thunder Valley for a minute. I told you I had a question. So mm-hmm. uh, Marshall came on at Hangtown, if I'm not mistaken, right? He filled in at Hangtown and then Thunder Valley. After, after, after Hangtown. Okay, after Hangtown. So was that was there any extra motivation to beat the new kid on the team? Like, does that even play in? Do you care about that? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Yeah. yeah, he's he's. Uh, see, I didn't realize like he he does. <laughs> He works hard. He's he's pretty damn fast. I'm he shocked me when he first got on um the Suzuki. I, he liked it more than he even thought he was gonna. So that mm-hmm. was that was cool. And then um he's strong, like he ain't gonna get tired. So we are uh we do have a little bit of a uh flex contest at times, I guess, <laughs> at the track. So Okay. He's he's a good fit. Like yeah. I um I, he actually used to live with me back in when I was live in Charlotte with a uh, Seth Eric and we got along great. And, uh, yeah, I think he's a good, really good fit. So, but yeah. yes, there's motivation for him to beat me or me to be him. So the, the three of you living together, Rarick, heartthrob and well, <laughs> can you imagine a lot, huh? the, the, <laughs> the panty dropping? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Seth, Seth was the, Seth's the, you know, the stone cold killer. Yeah, I'm, I I had a chick at all times. So oh, okay. I had to, uh, to I had to keep my distance from Seth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Seth, uh, slayed for a long time. He's, he's locked down now though, right? Yeah. He's, he's found himself a, a good one is what it seems. So, yeah. um, I'm happy, happy for him. I, we honestly all thought like, yeah, he, he ain't gonna ever, ever find a chick. So, <laughs> Hey, same thing with, same thing with Ara. He's, he's, uh, dude, he's, he's found himself one. I mean, He's head over heels, but uh, good for him, I guess. Yeah, that one actually, I'm still like, I texted him like a week ago. I said, You still with your chick? Too good to be true. I was like, Okay. (laughs) Wow. It's too good to be true, right? Yeah, it doesn't feel plausible. Yeah, that's, but good for him, man. He, you know, Kiefer and everybody told him, man, you got to find that. It'll change your life. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. That's awesome. uh, When people, you know, with, when you, all right, for instance, when you have a chick and, you know, you're the only guy with a chick and all your buddies, you know, talking shit like you're whipped and this and that. And then once they get a chick, now they're like, oh, shit, this is what it's like. It's like <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's truly not. I mean, I get it. You know, have your some fun times, but sure. it, uh, you got to grow up. It's eventually. always nice to have a significant other. You know, yes, it's, <laughs> you know, like, again, in this level of sport, let's just say it's like good to Keeps have you in line. Well, and it has somebody that is there to take care of you, you know, when you're, you're having your emotional, you know, your, or your mental struggles or just, you know, they, somebody that supports the program, understands what you're doing and helps you get to where you want to be like, you know, to exceed sell at uh, pro sport. 100%. Yeah. You got to have that. Per- we well, don't have to have that person, I guess, but I think it makes the program easier. It's, Oh, it's so much easier. And there's yeah. days, you know, where like obviously there's days where I'm very uh not pleased and she can, you know, kind of snap me out of it or whatever it is. And like especially outdoors, like it's outdoors is a tough day, like the way you have to eating all day, you're drinking all day, like it's always like a I don't know, it's like process of elimination on a race day on outdoors. So her being there for me, especially between motos, it's like I'm thankful she's there. So, um, yeah, it's, that's cool. I think nowadays, especially like everything. So to the T and like, you know, training and eating and dieting, like it's almost, I'd say better to have a, you know, a girlfriend or a wife. So 
And maybe, hey, maybe that's a new thing. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't distract you. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the nineties were fun and party time. Now it's oh, yeah. serious sport. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, I know it was just you know they'd run off of talent, and you know I've heard some stories, which I bet you guys have guys have been there with the stories. So <laughs> I've um, heard the stories, haven't been involved. <laughs> I'm not that you know old. Yeah. <laughs> now it's now it's just you know like now it's down to the science almost. Yeah. Now, so um, yeah, it's it's crazy how. Our sports evolved, and uh, yeah, I got a question for you guys. What okay. about uh, what about what do you think of Ryan Dungey? You guys shocked or no? Uh, we talked I'm about that a little shocked. bit ago. I I wouldn't say shocked. I I did not like. He almost got a podium this weekend. I don't think I would have said he could do that. So surprised, not shocked. I'll, I'll say this: the this the thing that surprised me the most so far about him this season was. Him being twelve seconds off the lead this that last moto, that yeah, that's was my big surprise the the gap. And I think as we get to Redbud Southwick oh, Millville, here. dude, he might. <laughs> yeah, the, he's gonna. I mean, not, I was about to say he's gonna open some eyes. He's already opened eyes, but yeah, he doesn't have to open any yeah, eyes. He's he fine, is so damn good at those tracks, and the guy just like he doesn't have. There's something in his wiring where he just doesn't fail no uh and like i, I had people like oh he's gonna be you know nothing against me or anything like he's gonna be like oh they're like he's gonna be battling by you you're gonna beat him and i'm like are you guys like like are we stupid here like <laughs> right. dungy is literally multi-time champion and if you actually think about it what how many races has he actually finished off the podium because there ain't many. No, they okay. So actually, Steve had that stat. I think Roto Moto had the stat. I don't remember the numbers, but it was something like God. I can't well, remember. I know in Supercross he had like a like a twenty three five race streak of podiums. Yeah, in it was the, twice and, over twenty, and I was like, and yeah, a and DNF then, or something was the only one off well, the podium. No, the one the there was one where he went like twenty five races on the podium, and the one that broke the streak was a fourth. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's like that's right. uh, yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. That's, that's his, what I'm saying. Like, his stats are un unworldly, un, unbelievable. Like yeah. it's it's people are so like and they're like uh, saying I don't know five years of not racing. Do you think homie did not not train? Like he's a workaholic. Like everybody knows yeah. that, and he he probably didn't ride that much, but you know he was training, and and you'd see it on his Instagram. He's doing all these like five Ks and. And I mean, you're not going to lose that much when you're that in good of shape. It's like he is. And if he wants, like they probably about a year ago were like, oh, we're going to try and race outdoors. And then he's been honestly probably prepping for a hot minute now. Oh, I yeah, absolutely. I I was a, a big Dungy fan. I didn't dislike him. I just, he bored me. I mean, if I'm being honest, oh, you just had to have respect. for And him. like, it's totally changed now. Now that I see like, okay, he's still doing it against Guys like Eli, and you know, he's not beating them yet, but like he still is the same guy. I'm like so much more impressed now than I was when he was in his prime. Yeah, it's 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 truly amazing. And yeah. and last week, I I I like told these told my teammates or the team the the crew, and I'm like, I'll put this much money on it. He won't even get to the podium. Sure enough, freaking five day five days later. <laughs> I'm I'm literally racing, and I hear on the loudspeaker, uh, "Dungey just passed rocks," and and I'm like, "That's for like podium." And yeah. Then sure enough, yeah. I'm like, "Holy shit, dude! You can't underestimate this guy." 
<laughs> that's a funny story. I heard you tell that to uh, Weeds on the the Twisted T Best Post Race Show. Yeah, that's right. That was that's funny that you're like hearing that in your while you're racing, and then you have to like you have to process that while you're trying to get around the track. I'm not like literally. I'm just like thinking. I'm like, and then I got off the track, and I'm like, I literally like told everybody like this guy ain't even gonna come close to the podium, and then. We literally, we had East literally like, cause he's says he's not that good on the West coast. And right. Like, we get to the way gnarlier of a track and like better dirt. And he's just like literally f- absolutely flying. He's like, an anomaly. So it's, it's awesome. That's one of, you know, I look up to that guy, obviously. I mean, he, it's hard not to for sure. as a racer. Of course. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a, uh, inspirational for sure. Scotty's got one more for you and we'll let you go, Brandon. All right, Brandon. Okay. So, whether it's been a change in maybe like your riding or just your mentality or even your fitness, going back to like your rookie year, what have you known, seen the most drastic change in? Uh, in myself? Yes. Just honestly, believing, believing is what it really is. And uh, I'm always, you know, I've always been tough on myself, but honestly, just believing I belong up there, like, it's sometimes I look at the list who I'm racing against and who the guys I beat. And I'm like, I'm like, wow. Like I used to look up to these guys as a kid. And now that I'm beating them, like, cause obviously the, the age group I'm in, they're older than me. So I used to, you know, look up to them and, and I'm like, when I beat them, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, <laughs> pretty fucking good. Like, I like it. <laughs> it. And it's, uh, it's really, like I said, it's confidence is my confidence has gained so much since, uh, definitely 2021 of Supercross. So, and I honestly think I have still a lot more of ceiling. Like I think I have a high ceiling to fill. So, I just need that one little step step forward. And I think you know, like I'm doing good now, but I know I can do better. It's just I gotta put myself in that position. You know. I like hearing that, Brandon. No more pity parties, man. I don't want to see that crap on your face next time I that see you. That was bad, though. That, <laughs> yeah. You caught me at a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> you and was it, I think it was A-Ray or was it K? It was yeah, K, it was maybe. Me, you and A-Ray or yeah. some cats or I don't know. But. Yeah. yeah, all you guys were so depressed. And I was like, damn, man, we're at a Supercross race, dude. <laughs> this was fun. It's, You're like, it's tough because, yeah. you know, all my life, like, I've been riding since I was three. And, sure. And that's all I know. So when shit's not, like, clicking it's like you're just like lost like a puppy dog so um it's 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 just a dirt bike to be honest but i don't know it's our life so it's it's tough but i get it sometimes you need to look at it like wow like i'm in this position and you need to cherish those moments yeah i think i told you like dude i'm going to be digging a ditch monday dude (laughs) you did say that (laughs) yeah so because that's the truth so yeah 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 you get the right dirt bikes and yeah you've probably made a Decent amount of money that night, even if it wasn't, you know, millions of dollars, I'm going to go <laughs> dig a ditch for like 20 bucks an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's, I know there's times where like I'll, I'll complain or yeah, I don't know, whatever it is. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm actually glad that what I do. So, I mean, it, it really though, it, it comes down that if you weren't upset, you, that, that probably wouldn't be good either. I mean, you got to have some passion. You got to have some drive. So it's okay, I man. The, the fact, though, though, what you just said a minute ago, that you you know where you belong, you're building confidence, you're overcoming it, that's the key right there, man. You're not just wallow, wallowing or wallowing, wallowing in the I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Brandon, this yeah. has been a lot of fun talking to you tonight, man. Um, I <laughs> always enjoy getting a visit with you. Salt Lake City, you know, press conference. I had you back. Yeah, so. I appreciate that. I, hey, I'm not going to lie. That I was shitting my pants. 
Why? I, I don't know. I never like like. Was I'm that, telling you, like those those guys next to me is like those those are the guys that I you know literally like dreamed of you know wanting to be or be. So yeah, being in that being in that position, I was just like, you know, like you gotta you gotta cherish this moment right now. Like this is this is awesome, you know. So that's cool. It was it was crazy. Like it's just that's what I'm saying. Like it was crazy to think from you know. Being, I got like 25th in the points last year, and then I got eighth in the points, and I'm sitting up there with them guys. It's almost like too good to be true, you know. So that's yeah. cool, man. I'm, I'm glad to, I'm glad I got to witness that. Yeah, you you look pretty happy. Yeah, you which, asked me the question. I I mean, I appreciate that because I don't know if anybody else is gonna. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I went to you, man. You're my, you're one of my boys. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm telling you, I might look grumpy, but I, I'm I'm soft hearted. So I know it. I know it. you and uh, like. Uh, uh, Ryan Brees sometimes same way. He always looks pissed off, and if you go talk to him, he, nah, he's actually a nice dude. He lights up, right? Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's in the moment. I get it. But hey, thank you for having some time for us tonight, Brandon. Um, let's go get a uh, two weeks. I want to. I want ninth at least. All right, I'm cool with that. All right, <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, Brandon. Thanks, well, buddy. Thank you, guys. Yeah, anytime, man. Thank you. Yeah. All right, see ya, Brandon Hartraft. Should I say it? <laughs> he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Really, really solid I'm a, dude. I'm a big fan of Brandon. He's, he's cool, man. That was he's a cool good interview. Yeah, a good. yeah, that was a good one, dude. Brandon's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Like, I was legitimately worried for him a couple years ago. You know, like that when I saw him at Arlington, he just was so down. And I was like, this is not good. Well, see, I when I interviewed him in Dallas, I didn't get that vibe. I, this he, was, he's, this was yeah. 21. Okay, well. Him and Kate had had a terrible night. And there was somebody else there was there too that night, and I might have it on the YouTube channel from that night. I, no, it was post race. I didn't record it, but they were all just miserable. And uh, yeah, so like I loved that there was some positivity when he had to say, you know, and that was really cool. And I I really like you can tell how much of a fan he is, right? Like I look up to those yeah. guys, and that's pretty cool that he still. I and maybe it's not good if you fanboy out when you're racing those guys. Well, but it's yeah. kind of like I'm like all right, he's one of us. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, I th- I've heard him with in other interviews, and I've I feel like we kind of get a different. I feel like we get a different side of him out. I don't. I might just be blowing smoke, but I feel like we get a different brand than maybe yeah. other people do. So might be right. That's cool. That was good. Commercial break. We'll be at. I still can't do it. What's the pig's name? Third um, try. What's the, no, Looney Tunes pig. Is that his name? Oh no, um, Por- Porky? Porky Pig. Porky, yeah. That's all, folks. <laughs> we will be right back with Carter. That's, that's all, folks. If you're like most racers, you've dreamed about riding a works bike with all the trick parts. Since 1989, Works Connection has been producing works like products for the general public. When Steve Lampson and Team Peak Split Fire Pro Circuit used Works Connection in 1990, they quickly gained a reputation for quality that the pros would use. Three decades later, the company is still known as the leader in quality, innovation, and customer satisfaction. The industry's standard pro launch start device is used by many of the teams, such as Factory, HRC Honda, Star Yamaha, Pep Suzuki, and many more. Pole shot specialist Ben Spurries, as well as Jet Lawrence, Eli Tomac, and Chase Sexton all trust Works Connection to get them to the front. And don't forget, you can also get the Elite Clutch Perch, Radiator Braces, Engraved Master Cylinder Covers, and much more at WorksConnection.com. Use promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save at checkout. 
Works Connection, the choice of champions. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGB suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that plush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys around Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys. This is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously, it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. When choosing goggles, we all know you have a lot of choices. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the preferred goggles for many of the top privateers, including Kyle Chisholm, Ryan Brees, Ben LeMay, and top GNCC riders like Craig DeLong. X-Brand is the result of years of knowledge from former Honda HRC test rider Rich Taylor and his dad, Hook Taylor. Whether you're leading the pack or getting blasted with roofs, X-Brand can stand up to the abuse. You can visit EKSBrand.com to see all X-Brand offers. From the unparalleled Lucid Extreme Definition Optics Goggle with the Wave Latch Quick Release Lens System and 4-Layer Factory Foam to the EKSS and the Flat Out Series, you will find a goggle to meet your needs at a price point you'll love. Check your local dealership for X-Brand goggles distributed through WPS. If you want comfort, style, and performance as well as hashtag clear vision, then you want X-Brand. Choose X-Brand because we said so and we're hot. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We're up with our next guest of the night. Tonight, he's going to be brought to you by Fly Racing. Fly Racing has been developing and innovating its gear line since 1998. Fly Racing is the only choice if you want the best. Just ask current riders Zach Osborne, RJ Hampshire, David Bradshaw, Justin Brayton, Carson Mumford, and many more, including our next guest. Check out your local dealership and ask for Fly Racing, as well as the endless list of products offered by WPS. Tonight... Fly Racing brings us privateer Carter Beast. Did I say your last name right, Carter Beast? Yep, like birds and the bees. Birds and the bees. Well, Carter, man. Um, so I was watching the race Saturday from home, and I'm on the Pulp Mix Fantasy chat room, and somebody reached out and was like, dude, you need to check out Carter Beast. He's got a killer story. Um, not the best 
uh, circumstances, some of your big stories, a lot of injuries, but I want to get into some of this stuff. Um, but first, man, what's your background? Give us a little bit of your, where you're from. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm from the the north up here in Wisconsin. Uh, my dad actually owns and operates a racetrack, and he has for the past uh, twenty plus years. So I pretty much grew up in the sport of motocross, and um, from the minute I can remember, I loved this sport. I mean, I would sit there with the with the new rider rosters and the numbers every single year, and I'd study those things to be ready. <laughs> for um, I'm a nerd of the sport. I love I love the sport through and through. And, uh, obviously took a liking to it for racing and, uh, it's, it's had, it's good with its bads, obviously, but, um, I wouldn't have it any other way. So growing up, who were your guys? Who were the, who were your, uh, idols? Um, for me, it was Dungy. Uh, he, he, he was Minnesota. So right next door and, um, up until a few years ago, I kind of felt like I could kind of follow his path he he won in the 125 class at loretta's and i was able to do that as well and then obviously he he got an opportunity with suzuki and he he crushed it from from then on and yeah i've had had a string of injuries here that has definitely set me back yeah and i definitely want to get to those stories um i scotty my, my co-host and i we we're looking through your instagram do you want to ask him about his brother? Because I was I, I saw was, him at Lakewood and it stood out. Well, I was, yeah, I, I was going to save it for the end, but I'll go. Yeah, uh, like all right, dude, your brother's fro is wild, and we need we need the story on awesome. that thing. Yeah, that thing's legit. Oh, it is definitely legit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He was like a buzz cut guy for a long time. And really, just throw the stuff out. Um, my dad's side of the family has got like super curly hair, and if I grew my hair out, it'll get really curly, but. I've never gone to the extent he does, and yeah, it's just he's kind of taken on this uh, this image with the fro, and it, it follows him everywhere. I like it. I see. Do you like pat it for good luck or something? <laughs> no, he <laughs> he uh, he put it in cornrows one year at Loretta's because it was too hot. But yeah. uh, he's gotten past that now. He just runs it. Yeah, I, I like I said I saw him at Lakewood, and I was like, you know, I I used I've had long hair for twenty something years. And I just recently cut it, and I was like super jealous of his fro because uh, yeah, the, the, the ponytail I had was sort of my trademark yeah. and it's gone now and he's got that fro and I was like man that's so cool it is it's, it looks it just looks like way too much effort to me and way too hot <laughs> right? How, does he ride can he get it in a helmet yeah he he had to go up a helmet size but that's it <laughs> extra hey, cushion it. man CT yeah he's he's uh he's actually a snow cross racer I mean he races dirt bikes too but yeah yeah he's in it as well that's a that's a little extra padding inside the yeah. formula helmet. It is. It is. Yeah, I have that picture of y'all on the line. He's in the background, and you yeah. can't, you can't even see his hardly see his face because no. no. the wind's blowing. No. It's <laughs> sick. Well, Carter, I want to talk, man. Okay, so you've had some pretty significant injuries, which led to some research you're doing and and getting you know doing some work with a foundation. Let's start with 2018, man. You're you're riding at Club MX. And this is the scary side of our sport, right? I mean, you have a, a crash, and it doesn't sound like it was a massive crash. And like at the time, I don't think you even realized anything was wrong. Kind of take us back and tell us what happened. Yeah, I had just come off. Uh, like I said, I won the one twenty five, uh, one twenty five BC class at Loretta's in twenty seventeen, and I moved up to the two fifty in twenty eighteen. And I was honestly that day, I felt amazing. Like uh, McAdoo was there, and there were some other good pro guys, and um, I felt like I was, I was pretty dang close and yeah, I just came around a turn and 
it kind of had like a single coming off the end of it. And I just high sided and hit my head and didn't honestly didn't really think anything of it. And I was, I actually rode the next day. I felt completely fine. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I didn't even think anything of it. And then like two, three days later, I woke up and like, if I rolled to my left side, I'd puke. Oh, like I, I couldn't go out in the sun. I just, I couldn't do anything. I tried riding and unfortunately being stubborn and obviously we put all this work in for with the amateur stuff. The only race that matters is Loretta's. So, um, I gave it a go at Loretta's obviously not at a hundred percent. Um, I think I had some good motos in there, but didn't finish out the week just cause I, I didn't feel that good. And yeah, I had a concussion. I ended up getting diagnosed with post-concussion syndrome and that lasted eight months. And, uh, it's kind of, it's a tough deal because, um, your, your normal neurologist will just tell you it takes time. It takes time. And I mean, I was six months in and nothing was getting better. I tried riding one or two times between, between the, that time frame, and just nothing got better. I couldn't, I couldn't go to school for a full day. I think I missed 50 some days of school that year. Wow. Um, I just, yeah. You know, I, I couldn't handle the lights. I couldn't handle big crowds. Um, I got chronic fatigue syndrome, but luckily I was able to find uh, Dr. Schmo up at the Midwest Functional Neurology Center, I believe it's called now. And uh, those guys were able to get me back on a bike within a month of seeing them. Um, without them, I, I wouldn't be back on a dirt bike. So I had read, I think it was a Racer X or maybe article that you had done a while back, or maybe it was vital. I can't remember, but it said that you had kind of listened to a Joe Rogan pod and something within that pod made you go, Oh, this is what I'm dealing with. Yeah, I think, I think it honestly was a Dale Earnhardt podcast oh, okay. because Dale had hit his head, um, from hitting the wall, I believe. Yeah. And he had seen somebody up in Pittsburgh and I had looked into this guy in Pittsburgh, but he was like a three month wait. And at that point in time, I'm already six, seven months in. I'm like, I'm not waiting three more months. So, uh, ended up finding Dr. Schmo, who had the same training and schooling that Earnhardt's guy did. Yeah. And uh, the cool thing was, Dr. Schmo really likes working with athletes, so he was able to get me in the next the next week, and and then it was it was good from there. What was it that they did? Like, what did they do to help you get better? What What were the? Go ahead. Honestly, like the craziest and most simplest things you've ever seen in your life. Um, my eyes were super twitchy in my head. Like you, you don't even realize how they're twitching cause it's such little movements, but just like anything as simple as staring at a dot on the wall and walking backwards and moving your head side to side. And just, um, he had me in like some VR goggles and then they had this machine that could track the center of your eyes and you'd follow dots around the screen. Uh, it's super intense. It's like a week long, um, rehab, but it's super intense. Like you don't realize how hard your brain will work and how hard your head will work. I was, I was fried for like three weeks, but, um, man, anybody that's hit their head, I know like Hepler hit his head back in the day and there's yeah. been enough guys that I know that have hit their head throughout their careers that, uh, there, there is help out there. And, there's just hard to find because insurance doesn't recognize these guys and it, it's expensive, but, um, do you put a cost on the, the, your life? Yeah. Your brain well being. Yeah. Like, and it's, it kind of sucks because 
I would have never heard of something like this. I would have never known this this uh, rehab type stuff existed had I not heard about you, right? Because there's just yeah, you just think it's a yeah, basic and concussion, and, and and that's honestly what I he's a uh, his logo's on the side of my bike, and that's just kind of it's like they obviously help me. I can go there whenever I want to, but it's just as much as hey, I want to spread the word too because I know in our sport, um, unfortunately, we hit our heads. Yeah, absolutely. Are you are you in a formula? I am in a formula. Yes. Good. So with with an injury like that, you know, we've obviously learned so much in the past few years, and I think our sport has probably been one of the most improved sports when it comes to dealing with injuries like that. Um, what what is like your limitations now? Do you have to do like a certain like do you have to like let off of training or like where where does it limit you in any way? At this point in time, it doesn't limit me in any way. Like Doctor Schmo was able to get me back to one hundred percent. That's awesome. Uh, so I had a. Well, I'm assuming we'll get to that soon, but I had another big injury last year. And each time I went under um, anesthetics, like I'd get symptoms back. Mm. So that was kind of hard to deal with. So I'd have to go back and see him again. But like just super little things like I get car sick pretty easily now and can't sit and look at my phone super, super long. But nothing that keeps me from day to day life. Yeah, that's good. Well, you, you brought it up last year in Texas, right? You, the bike, your bike locked up in a practice. Uh, was it? Yeah. Uh, was that a yeah, race practice or just a practice day? Yeah, that was at, that was at Spring of Ding, oh, um, yeah. an amateur national, and yeah, uh, probably the biggest jump on the entire track. My bike, unfortunately, uh, we had a crank crank snap right in the middle of the jump, and hit the ground. And my uh, shoulder popped out so hard, so violently that it tore the artery in my shoulder. And uh, they flighted me out to, I believe, Parkland. I had a traumatic brain brain injury as well. Uh, took an eight-hour surgery. They took a vein graft from my leg and put it in my shoulder. And, uh, yeah, the last year was an absolute disaster. Dude, yeah, that, that, that's two big injuries with headshots, you know, brain, you know, brain issues. Yep. That's scary, man. So I want to yeah. get to, I want to get to the fact that you're still racing in a minute, but then I was told, uh, like there was a chance with that injury, you could have lost your arm. Is that right? Cause you had a blood clot. Yeah. I lost my arm, lost my life, the whole nine yards, Jeez, um, dude. but I mean, the way I look at it, I, I haven't come this far to quit. Um, I feel like I'm this close. And I've worked my entire life for this. And yeah. my family, I, I can't quit now. You're so, still a young guy. How old are you? I'm 20. How's mom about this? Honestly, my mom is an absolute stud. Okay. Uh, he's, a trooper. <laughs> he's a trooper. Um, With my traumatic brain injury, I wasn't like entirely with it for the first few months. I don't remember probably two months after that happened. So it's hard for me to tell, but I know that my parents had a little bit of a tough time with me getting back on the bike. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm very fortunate that they support me in what I do. And um, once my arm was good to go, I was good to go. But uh, it was a, a long process to get the arm and the shoulder back to where it needed to be to ride again. I can imagine, man. So uh, did you have something, Scotty? Um, yeah, but it's kind of a different subject. Oh, let me stay, yeah. stick with this for a second then. So you decided to come back. Lakewood was your first national back, right? Yeah, that was my, well, I did. So at the beginning of the year, I didn't know if I wanted to do another year of amateur or not. Okay. I mean, obviously the bike kitchen did Loretta's at 20 and 
I feel like the sport is trending a little bit older now where obviously you have Jet Lawrence and the guys that are absolute studs, but um, there was a few year window though there with Cooper and kitchen where you can go a little bit later. So I was like, mm-hmm. I did an area qualifier in Mill Creek, like my second week back on a bike. And obviously it went, it went, it went terrible, but all <laughs> I had to do was finish top eight. Right. But then, um, yeah, I'm just like, I don't, I don't really want to waste my time doing the amateur stuff anymore. So yeah, Lakewood was pretty much my first race back in 15 months and my first national ever first pro race. How, how was it for you with the first pro race? Like, was it expectation wise, did it kind of, was it what you expected? Was it more difficult? Anything surprising? Well, honestly, to me, Lakewood was a little bit different because I feel like this year Lakewood was different than the rest of them. The second qualifying session was way faster than the first one. Yeah, they. I was there. Uh, they they definitely made the track better. Um, yeah. Took out a lot of the ruts. I mean, it was quite, it was still yep. slick, but but not as ruddy. Yeah, and it wasn't, to me, honestly, it wasn't that rough. Like I thought right. it was going to be a little bit rougher. It was just really, really ruddy. So yeah, uh, I had no expectations going into the weekend. Um, obviously, I have to put my circumstances into view. Like, hey, probably shouldn't even be on the line. So I'm just thankful <laughs> I'm here. And um, yeah, it went okay. Unfortunately, I got together with some guy coming off the start. So I went down like 35 feet out of the gate, picked it back up. And oh, I that think was I was you? Up- yeah, I, I saw that. I was yeah. And then I picked it back up and I think I worked my up to 23rd at some point and then I got tired cuz I have never been in the altitude before or anything mm-hmm. and and then I had a ch- uh, timing chain snap and that was the end of my day. We tried switching the motor out in between but we missed the cutoff by 20 seconds. Oh my oh. god. That's Rock River yeah. helping you out there, right? Uh kind of. I mean my brother did it all himself. Oh, okay. So we tried. We were able to. We were able to bring the bike over under their tent, but Jordan Jordan was able to or tried to do it himself anyway. Yeah, that's, but, that's a lot to get done. In a short. That's that's pretty impressive that he almost made it though by himself. We were there. We were close. Yeah, that's cool, man. Though I mean, it sucks, but it's pretty cool that he 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 was that close. You know. Yep, for sure. Well, my my question was kind of about the Rock River team. You know, they they've been one of those satellite teams that have been around for a while, and and our sport you don't see those teams like that stay as long as maybe a team like Rock River has. And I just from your little bit of what you've seen working with them, what do, what do you think contributes to their success and their longevity in this sport? Yeah, honestly, I, I'm not that sure because I just that's just where I get my bikes from. Okay, um, okay. I'm not under their semi or anything i'm in, I'm, I'm in my own van and um i don't have a mechanic i do all my own bike work i do all my own all my own stuff during the week so um they obviously help when i have like a, a major um bike issue or something i blow a motor or something they'll they'll fix it but um yeah i'm kind of on my own as far as at the racetrack it's me and whoever i can get from a mechanic my dad my brother um a close family friend but yeah, like I Chiz. think they probably... <laughs> like Chisholm, yeah. <laughs> Kyle, Ch- Kyle Chisholm with his with Gear Bear out there is dead. Yeah. yeah. Helping yeah, him race. Yep. Yep. Uh, how many of these do you think you'll be able to do? Do you plan on doing all of them? Um, I plan on doing pretty much all the East Coast ones as of right now. Nice. Uh signed up Redbud. I think the only ones I haven't signed up for is Washugal and uh Fox at the end of the year, but um we'll see where it's at. The first two have been pretty rough. 
Uh, high point was a struggle. I just, I think high point was definitely what I expected more of a pro national, super rough, mm-hmm. super rough. And I just, uh, obviously I had been amateur before this and I don't think we quite had a pro, a pro bike setup coming in. So I think we were a little bit soft, but luckily we have the week off here and we'll get to work and see if we can get a better setting going into Redbud and, um, excited for these next few coming up just because i've been able to ride them growing up that's cool yeah i'll be at millville so um uh, I, I know you'll be there that's right that's like your local track i would i guess as far as national goes that's probably as cl- far as national, yes yeah yep. so i definitely i'm definitely gonna come say hi to you um i'm gonna probably ask if i can touch the fro <laughs> <laughs> but man oh, yeah what, what tell us who some of the people are that help you out l- l- give us some of your sponsors so we can uh, get them some love um, the Midwest Functional Neurology Center, obviously, uh, Rock River, uh, Piercana, Fly Racing, Scott, uh, Pirelli, Recluse, uh, my mom, my dad. Uh, we own, my, my parents own the track, Tiger 10 MX up here in Wisconsin. We, uh, they just held the regional um, for Loretta's this past weekend. Oh, cool. Um, man, I haven't had to do this in a long time here. Yeah, I don't know how right. the dirt bike. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, Black Diamond MX. Uh, everyone else, thank you guys. Uh, you got one more, Scotty? Yeah. Um, what yeah. you said, your parents own a track. What com- compare your track to something that we would all? What's the closest thing to that we would all know that your track's like? Oh man, we have. Obviously, I'm kind of up in the stakes up here. There's not a ton up here, but our dirt's really good. Um, a lot of it's elevation. Not red- we don't. We do not have a lot of elevation, no. But we have. I mean, our dirt's not red bud, but it's on the line of red bud dirt. I would say probably closer to Bud's Creek. It's good dirt. Okay, yeah, good dirt. It's good dirt, and so you like the uh, ruts. I, yeah, I went up there to ride today, and I've never, I've honestly never seen a track so choppy in my life from the regional <laughs> stuff. It. Yeah. So. Well, it's cool. It, it's an hour and a half. It's like hour fifteen from my house. So, as people hear that I, that my parents own a racetrack well we don't really ride there that often but uh for this summer that'll be my training ground to get ready for the weekend awesome man well hey i'm glad i reached out carter you seem like a cool kid um i'm definitely gonna come say hi to you and uh i think maybe we need to do i've been doing some well i've been doing some privateer profiles for racer x and now i'm riding for vital but um i need to i need to schedule some time in the next few weeks and we'll, we'll do a little article and put that thing up where more people can get to know you Awesome. I'm, I'm game. All right, dude, I'll, I'll get in contact with you here in the next couple of weeks about that. And we'll, we'll probably use a little bit of what we already talked about from here, but we'll talk about a few other things and, uh, yeah, get to know you even better, but thanks for having some time for us, some yeah, time it's not for a us problem. tonight. Yeah, it's not a problem. Thank you guys for having me on. All right, Carter. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Goodbye. Why am I so tongue tied tonight? Is that, that's all. I guess I'm always that Just way. Just an earthbound misfit. Okay. Did you catch that? Earthbound misfit. A tongue-tied, twisted, just an earthbound uh, misfit. All right, I'm with you now. All right, thanks. I was right. hoping you'd get that. Yeah, I'm with you now. Let's take another commercial break, and we will be back with Evan Nystrom. Hope our uh, – well, actually, before we do that, our YouTube listeners were on board. we got a few guys on YouTube. Uh, if you guys are listening in post or you're on YouTube, we, we do a lot of giveaways. We just gave away a set of fly racing gear last week. Got a few other things coming up in the next couple of weeks. I like to do more for our, or not necessarily more, but do some extra stuff for our YouTube listeners to try to get people to watch live. So, I have a set of fly socks right here. Don't know what camera's on. 
Fly Racing Socks. So just for our YouTube viewers that are alive right now, the first person that says, I want them, gets a set of Fly Socks. Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are you laughing? No, I just, I'm just I'm just looking. All right. Oh, you got to watch. Yeah, keep your eyes open. Uh, we appreciate our listeners. Check out our Patreon page and support the show if you can. Uh, all that matters. I, I say the same thing over and over, but it just you guys have no idea how much the support helps us. Uh, Millville's coming up. That's a pretty expensive trip with travel the way it is, and the, the Patreon supporters really help out. The sponsors obviously help out, and they'll continue to help out as long as you guys use those promo codes. So, if you need a promo code, oh. since we don't have a website just yet, hang tight, Scotty. MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. I check that thing all the time. It pops up on my phone. If you guys have any questions or you know need anything, just hit that up, and I will respond. Uh, well, all right, you got a winner? Uh, well, I don't, t- I don't, I don't even know. over in Australia, that's going to be expensive set of socks. But. <laughs> I don't know how. So a guy, Dude, named, Lo- a guy named Logan Crystal... Uh, said Logan it first. Carnow. No, Creasel, Cressel said uh, said I want them first, and then Sport and Wood was it was like that Cooper Webb rocks and finish. Oh, by point but, zero zero one. Yes, but Logan retracted his message. He doesn't want them. I don't know why he did that. If he did it on an accident, I don't know. Wow. Well, so, um, Logan, if you're listening, respond quickly. Sporting, you get these socks. If it was an accident, I have a second set. Okay. So Logan can have them too. But if Logan doesn't want them, then Logan doesn't get them. Yeah, he so, he, he literally has, I don't, he, this guy has not said anything the entire time, and he was the first one to say that. So. All right, well, we are going to commercial break. We'll figure it out. We will, we will be back with Evan Nystrom. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Only an idiot would not rush down to their local WPS dealer to check out the complete line of 2022 Fly Racing products. So if you don't want to be an idiot... Stop acting like an idiot. You're the idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Then rush down right now. Of course, obey the speed limits. The need to get your hands on a Formula helmet will not get you out of a ticket. Once you get there, ask to see everything Fly Racing offers, from the Evolution DST to the light racewear to the kinetic lines. They have a gear line to fit your needs. Fly Racing has been developing and innovating its gear line since 1998. Just ask current riders Zach Osborne, RJ Hampshire, Carson Mumford, and the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw. Don't forget about their women's and youth lines and the all-new Zone Pro goggle worn by Justin Brayton, Shane McElrath, Max Anstey, and Joey Sabachi. Again, visit your local shop and support your WPS rep today. Check out flyracing.com for all they offer. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No. No, it's not. It sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, build performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like... If you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. 
Okay. That's better. Not good, but better. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurnMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of shock socks today. All right, our next guest of the night, he's going to be brought to you tonight by Racetech, which is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use promo code MOTOXPOD to uh, save on oil. You need to redo your oil. Whatever you need to do, revalve, gold valves, hit them up, use the promo code. And he's also brought to you tonight by Works Connection. Since the inception of Works Connection in 1989, Eric Phipps' goal has been to produce works-like products for the general public. With products like the Industry Standard Pro Launch Start Device, the Elite Clutch Perch, radiator braces, customized master cylinder covers, and much more, it's hard to imagine you not going to worksconnection.com today so you too can have what the pros use. And don't forget that promo code, MOTOXPOD20. Tonight, Racetech and Works Connection Brings us from Lifestyle Performance, Evan Nystrom. What's up, Evan? Uh, not too much. Just uh, enjoying some sun up in the northwest, finally. Yeah, it's good weather today? Yeah, we uh, finally got a patch of sun coming in. I mean, it's been it's been wet. I think uh, it's the most rain we've had in like 81 years or something oh, like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah, no, no riding. Everything's been postponed. It's it's been a bit of a bummer, but now we got like ninety degree weather this weekend, so everyone's gonna go out and ride and just die in the heat. Yeah, yeah, that's what we've been doing here in Texas a little bit. It's hot and humid, but it's I guess what we're used to at this point. Um, let's man, it's been a while since we've had you on. You know, we originally had you on because you're our guy, Derek Kelly's guy. You're a strength and conditioning coach. Um, so let's start with our boy Derek, man. He's having his best season, uh, I think, of his career. How much of that is you, man? Take some credit. I mean, I won't take all the credit. There's a part of it for sure that, you know, having the right program in place and also the right program in place over time, and man, it, it makes the world a difference. And, you know, Derek and I have been together, working together for about, we're coming up on two years. And, you know, his the amount of uh, his excuse me you're good the way that he's progressed over the past couple of years has been so fast and yeah. it makes you wonder how many of these guys out there just need good programs to kind of get to that next place that they want to go to and you know Derek and I got linked up and it's been a really good experience on both end him and I and it's only getting better like our relationship as coach and athlete just keeps progressing. Yeah, that's good to hear, man. I mean, um, I'm very impressed with what he's been doing outdoors this year and like his attitude is really good, which is always good. But I definitely sent something different with him this season. You know, a part of it is the training and a part of it is I think he's in a really good place just all around. Yeah. I, he really likes the team he's on. And the morale and everything that comes from that is so big. And, you know, he has a good bike under him. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think every time he kind of, it's like he's leveling up. 
every time he kind of gets a better bike under him, the program comes together. He's on it a little bit longer. So his body's making really good adaptations and everything. So, I mean, this weekend was a bummer when he had that rough Moto 1 because he definitely rode really well in Moto 2 for that 13th. But I think if he keeps on the path that he's on, it's it's only going to get better for him. Yeah, I, I was on the Pulp chat room uh, for fantasy watch, you know, while I'm watching the race. And, you know, we're, we're all – we get mad when our the riders we pick go down and somebody's like – Damn it, Derek Kelly, man, screwed me again or whatever. I was like, dude, trust me, <laughs> Moto Two, he's gonna be good. Just give it. I, actually, I said he'll come back through Moto One, he'll be fine. Which I, I he must have crashed or something. I haven't actually talked to him, but yeah, Moto Two, he redeemed himself. He's he's killing it. Um, what are some things that you're really focusing on with Derek? Maybe that's changed over the last couple of years, or just like the key things that you like to work with Derek on. A big component of it is the right program at the right time. So if we break down his full year of supercross and motocross, you know, we're looking at a nine month span. So that nine months is a lot about maintenance because the body can't be in peak shape for nine months. It only can peak out for about two weeks at a time. Okay. That's good to know. this, this, yeah, the sport's kind of interesting that way though, because these guys need to go out there and be, in quotations, peak performance every single weekend. So we worked a lot on his overall strength on the off season. So, you know, looking at the October, November, December, more just your typical gym training, nothing special outside of just gaining some good strength. Um, Mobility has been a really big thing. Um, Anytime somebody can become more mobile, it frees up strength as well because you're not fighting your own body with the pulleys and the levers and everything so he's he's put a lot of focus on the mobility side of it he also feels good when he does it so it's one of those oh i i do this and it makes me feel good you're going to be more likely to continue doing those things yeah that makes sense uh i i feel like i probably told you a couple years when you were on last like i don't do anything i'm in bad shape i'm getting old uh (laughs) A, f- a month ago, I was out in Cali with Chris Kiefer, and he he had gone to Alden Baker's program for some media stuff and learned some of, just a few of the things they do. He then put me through the ringer at his house one night, and I was like, "All right, I'm going home, and I'm going to do these things." And I was feeling better, like even just mentally, I was like, "As much as I hate working out, I was feeling better mentally that I did work out." I was like, "All right, I hate, I don't like doing this." But I am doing it, so I felt better just in in that way. And I'll tell you, I haven't had time the last two weeks. I've been sick, and I, I keep adding things on my plate. But my point is, I see where it is a benefit. It's mentally beneficial, and physically, I did feel a little better, even though I wasn't doing much for very long. I could see a small amount of like, yeah, this is this is really actually good for me. Yeah, and a little goes a long way. And even if the program and workouts aren't designed like specifically for you, mm-hmm. something is better than nothing. Right. And so when you start doing something, I mean, the body is meant to move, man. It, it loves it. So when we're stagnant and not moving around, we're actually disrupting like our natural human, you know, part of us that wants to move. So when we start exercising, it really takes to it and it doesn't need to be a ton it just needs to be something to kind of get the heart rate up a little bit, raise the body temperature, make you breathe. Yeah. And it 
it feels good. Afterwards, I guess it does. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on depends on the workout and the moment. Yes, yeah. I'm sure um, at 25 minutes in a moto, Derek's not thinking, "Oh man, this feels good." Right? No, definitely not. Yeah, well, when I when I get to that point where I'm pushing myself over, like my 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 strength and my my everything is gone, and you still push and you're doing those extra laps, you get that kind of like that runner's high, and like that's that definitely like makes you feel proud of what you did for yeah. sure. Yeah. But so my question was is you you kind of talked about this a little bit, but when it comes to you know obviously the temperatures and outdoors are, are about to get crazy. What do you do to implement it to your program for the short turnaround? That's something that maybe a lot like of the recovery. You mean, yeah, the yeah. short turnaround between motos. Oh, like yeah. what, what, what do you do to in your program to address that specific thing? So the two outdoor guys that I work with, Derek and Scott Meshi, their protocols are as soon as they get back, their boots are off, their gloves are off, helmets off, and I actually want them to get their hands and feet cooled down as quick as possible. So the reason that is, is we have something that's called glabrous skin and we have it on our palms, the bottoms of our feet, and also our foreheads. And these parts of the body don't have hair on them. So it's the only part of the bodies that we don't have any hair, even like the peach fuzz. So there are natural radiators. We disperse a lot of heat out of those areas. And that's just due to the capillaries, which are just very small veins that are able to bring the heat to the surface and radiate outwards. So we want to try and get the hands and feet as cool as possible, as soon as possible, so that the body starts its recovery sooner. Because when the body temperature is up, which without a doubt, their body temperature is up after a moto, even when it's kind of cool out because all the gear and everything. Right, yeah. Um, we want that that core temperature to reduce so that the body goes away from the working state to the recovery state. And every minute in between those motos is huge. Yeah, something I never, never thought of that. I mean, so, I, I jump out of all my gear just in general because I'm, freaking overheated but like the yeah, yeah that, that skin you're talking about the what'd you call it the glab glabrous 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 skin yeah i never like i didn't know that that's that's interesting yeah you know that yeah that's oh, go ahead you know you go ahead that's that's a little bit of some newer science that's coming out of um stanford university they actually created like this um mitt that the hand can go into to cool the body down even more rapidly it's quite um impressive and I, I try and have them not put anything cold on the back of their neck as well. That's a big com- thing that a lot of people do. It's the most common thing that people do when they're um, hot is put a rag on the back of their neck or like ice or whatever it is. And our hypothalamus in the brain is what regulates body temperature. So if the hypothalamus senses cold, which when you're putting ice on the back of your neck, it's cooling down the brain stem it senses the cold and it actually will tell the body to warm up rather than cool down. But in that, in that way, we think, Oh, it feels good. It's cooling us down. But the hypothalamus will start to think, Oh shit, we're, we're too hot or excuse me, we're too cold. We need to shiver. We need to move to get warm. But in actuality, it's like, you're way too hot already. Wow. See, I I work outside doing manual labor and I always keep like a, uh, well, it's called like a cool rag, whatever, you know, like one of those, like 
I stick it in the ice chest, and when I'm really hot, yeah, I throw it around my neck or I throw it over my head because it feels so damn good. So I mean, there is there is nuance to that. So yeah. it it does feel good, and if it's not ice cold, you're fine. Okay. It's when it's when it's really really ice cold, and that happens. That's where it gets a little bit more to the affecting the brain and whatnot. Interesting. Well, so, I need to change how I do things because it is ice cold. So when you see the mechanic <laughs> take the water bottle of the cooler and pour it down the guy's, yeah. are you like, oh no, don't do that? Yeah, I kind of. I mean, I I know everyone has their own practice, and you know, you also there is the component of if it feels good in the moment, sometimes just do it. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely like I, I do see it sometimes. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe we, we can do that a little bit better. Yeah, you're trying to train your guys uh, to to re- rethink how it's done and do it properly. That's uh, I, I I've learned two things already, Scotty. Yeah, no, this yeah yeah. Um, are you still working uh, with AJ in the Moto Academy app? Yes. So AJ and I got linked up. It was like back in like November, but it took us a little while to get our everything lined up to be working together within the Moto Academy app, which has been really, really cool experience. And AJ is a great guy. And um, so inside the Moto Academy, he has all of the video tutorials for different riding techniques and everything like that. And he also has Jet Lawrence on board with it. So yeah. there's, I think there's like over a hundred tutorial videos inside the app. It's pretty impressive. That's cool. And, yeah, so he wanted to add a strength and conditioning component to it. And by total like serendipitous type thing was like, you know, I messaged him like a year ago, like, hey, like, I want to try and link up with you and do something. And he actually went to message me and saw the message. And I was like, oh, well, wow. I guess this was meant to be. That's yeah, that, that's nice. Yeah. And I mean, AJ's got so, a hell of a following and um, is really doing good things. So that, that's got to be good for you. Yeah, it's been really great. And then, you know, it lets me help more people, which has been the really the cool part. Like, yes, of course, I want to I want to help my pro riders as much as possible. And Mm -hmm. I'd love to be able to be at a very elite level as a coach in the sport. But at the same time, this is a really big sport. And the more information that is out about training for it and also nutrition side of it, the better, because it only just helps people not only on the bike, but just in their lives in general. Yeah, I need to reach out to you about some nutrition things. My, I, I'm sure. Again, I'm repeating myself from when you were on before, but my diet is terrible. I'm a very picky eater, um, but I am at a point with my age and how I'm feeling that I know I have to do something different. We don't have to get into it right now, but like, I'm, I'm probably going to reach out to you and try to get some help. Yeah, dude. That's yeah, absolutely. Let's chat. Okay. That, that kind of made me that kind of what you just talked about and, and what dark side just said kind of had led into a question that I had for you is how, how do you, you know, obviously you're a business and you have to say, this is how this is success. How do you, how do you measure success? And also kind of what do you, what do riders say that they kind of notice the biggest difference in? The way that as a, as a coach and as a business, my success is my rider's success, um, you know, because I'm helping them to be the best that they can be. So if they feel like they're excelling and getting better and getting the results that they, they want, it, it makes me so happy. That is as stereotypical as that sound. It, it makes me so happy when, you know, whether it's a local dude coming back in the gym on Monday, he's like, you know, I went out and I, I won and it just felt so good yeah. or they're going out and like, I got a couple of riders down in Mammoth right now 
and they're out riding their mountain bikes and they're like, this altitude just isn't even affecting me. Oh, and it's like yeah. that to me is that's such a win. Yeah. That's so cool to hear. And that's what we're working for is for them to feel good and feel like they're, they're getting the treatment as any pro athlete would get, because that's a, where a lot of riders want to go. But also some riders just want to be cared like have somebody care about what they're doing. <laughs> it sounds so funny the way you say it, but yes. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, have you thought, would this even be something you'd be interested in, in like talking to um, whoever's running at the AEO team? I There's a lady there that I always talk to, and I can't remember her name. She seems to be in charge. But maybe like doing some, a team-type deal, because, I mean, Varese is on the team now. They could probably use some help, you know, as a team. Has that been anything you've thought about, would want to do, uh, you know, any chance of that happening? Yeah, it's definitely in the books. It's a hundred percent something that I would be happy to do if the, you know, stars line up properly and yeah. everything's right. Sure. I, I do live in Washougal, Washington. Um, so the way that I work with my, most of my riders is through remote program trainings through an app and everything, mm-hmm. but full communication because that's really important part. But, you know, ultimately yeah, I would love to have something set up to with a team where I can be a little bit more locked in with, yeah. you know, two or three individuals and trying to help them specifically. Because, I mean, dude, I, I can't even imagine if I was able to actually work with Derek, you know, three times a week and where that could potentially take him even further and any other rider that, you know, may be on a team. Yeah, because I heard some I heard some rumors that that AEO team uh is very well liked by K- KTM in general and maybe getting some extra support coming into 23. So like, I feel like that team is on the rise. Uh, not a lot of people, maybe they're not on everybody's radar yet, but I think they're going to be from what I'm hearing. Yeah, absolutely. I think Derek is really putting them on the radar. Yeah. I mean, look at his results. He's, you know, mixing it in with all those factory teams. And, you know, I, I can't speak for the bike, but the bike seems amazing. I went up, to the Seattle Supercross and worked with Derek for the day up there. Everyone was super nice. And, yeah. you know, I didn't, it's, it's a race day. I know you, you know how this goes. Like you can't get a conversation with everyone on the team, but I talked to some people, so they kind of know who I am. So at least there's that. And okay. I'll also, um, I'll be up there at the Washougal national, of course, since that's in my oh, hometown. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't remember that lady's name, but I've talked to her a couple of times just briefly when I went into the truck at one of the Supercrosses, and then at, at uh, Lakewood and like, you know, all the teams are pretty cool. Right. But every time I walk into her tent, she's like, Hey, do you need anything? What can I do? Do you want Derek? Do you want Josh? What can I, do? I'll get them both. Uh, anything you need, you let me know. You need something to eat. You need something to drink. We got you. Thanks for coming. Like when I leave, she's like, Hey, thanks for coming by. Come back. Like, that's really cool. I got. I want to get her on the show. I got to hit up D- Derek and find out who she is exactly. But um, I'm. I was really. It really hit me at Lakewood, like how that team seems to be trying to put something together, you know. And having Derek and now Josh. Josh is super talented. Also, those are two guys that really are under the radar a little bit on what their their um, ceiling can be. Yeah, they're. They're just that 1% away. Like Derek's fitness is 100% as good as the top fives. You know, there's there's a couple things that need to happen and go in the right place. Starts being one of them. Um, That's obviously something outside of my strength and conditioning side of things. But, you know, 
if he gets a great start, things might change. Um, Cause you know, he's been working his way up from like 18 place starts and some days even, even worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it's, they're, they're close and Josh is a great rider. He's, you know, obviously Husky saw that last summer when they gave him the opportunity to come on as a fill in and they helped him out throughout Supercross and everything. So there, it's no doubt that, you know, Josh is a great rider as well. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so from the perspective of a personal trainer, which one of the premier guys do, do you kind of, that's like, does their training surprise you the most, whether you're going off of maybe something that you've heard that they do or going off of maybe like what their physical presence looks like, or like, you know, just what, what, what do you see? What do we not see as couch potatoes? Okay. <laughs> um, Something that I just know is like something around like what Johnny O'Mara does with um, the Lawrence brothers. You know, they, they do a lot of mountain biking. I mean, it, it makes sense. Cycling. Yeah. Like, I mean, Johnny O'Mara is a, you know, mountain bike dude. So yeah. mountain bike dude's going to stress mountain biking and I'm a strength conditioning guy. I'm going to stress the strength side. Right. So the approaches are all going to be different. I don't think there's any right or wrong per se, because you can't say what the Lawrence brothers are doing is wrong because look at them. I don't know, man. Um, I think they could be better. <laughs> hey, you never, you, honestly, the funny thing is, is you don't know. Yeah, like true. maybe that's they true. <laughs> but you know, everyone has such a different approach because I've, I've talked to Swanapool. I, I kind of know a little bit of what the star boys are doing and um, also Levi kitchens down there and he's from Washougal. So I hear just little murmurs here and there about some of the stuff that comes through. So, you know, I don't think there's anyone doing anything better than anyone else. I just think there's different approaches that they, they work for some and they're not going to work for all, but if the right person ends up with the right coach and trainer at the right time and everything, that's kind of what happened with Derek and I, it, it works out super well. Yeah. Like the perfect storm. Yeah, exactly. Well, Evan, you got anything else for us before we let you go, man? Anything else you want to tell us about promote um, any, any other information we need to know? I'm just going to promote myself here. Yeah. You know, I, I run my own business, Ian Lifestyle and Performance, which I have my Instagram that you can contact me through. Also, my website. I make training programs for all riders. Doesn't matter your level. I'm happy to help everyone and anyone, no matter if they're local or not local. I'm able to help people, which is really cool. Um, I also have programs that are set up directly just for the motocross athletes. So, anyone can hop on them anytime and get something set up, which is something new that I put together. Cause I just want to be able to, you know, have this training portion be for more and more people in the sport. Cause it is a dangerous sport. Like we can't no forget about that. And the more that somebody can work on their, their health and fitness away from the sport so they can go ride on the weekend, feel safe, feel competitive, have fun. That's, that's what it's about. Yeah, even if you're a, a guy like me, a vet guy that, you know, you, you got a family and a job and you're just trying to go weekend warrior every once in a while, I mean, my ass definitely needs to be in better shape and a better diet, and a guy like yourself can help with that. So um, I'm definitely going to be reaching out to you. Uh, again, give your give your social and your website again. It's EN for Evan Nystrom, yep. Lifestyle Performance. So you can – uh, if you're trying to speak with me, probably just through Instagram is going to be the quickest way. But if you're interested in the programs and stuff like that, the website's going to be the way to go. 
Perfect. Evan, man, thanks for, uh, I'm glad you reached out. I think it was a couple weeks ago. You sent me a message and, uh, yeah, it's, it's good to get you back on and kind of see what's going on and keep getting our boy DK up there, man. We need, uh, we need to keep moving him up. Yeah. He's, uh, he's on the precipice of that top 10. He, he got that 10th place moto, moto yeah. that moto too, but I, he wants the overall, he wants an overall top 10 and I believe there's zero reason why that shouldn't happen. Well, at Red Bud, he's probably going to be on my fantasy team, so he better go get it. So we'll, uh, I'll be sending some texts out. He he loves the fantasy talk. <laughs> that's, oh, sar- I know. He, that's sarcasm, he, a, by the way. He he gets a lot of fantasy talk. I, I don't even partake in that, so I leave it alone. Yeah, <laughs> I always just like to give him shit because he, he always gives me the look of, like, I don't care. And, and I know he doesn't care, so that's why I got to give him crap about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Evan, thanks for reaching out, man. It's been fun talking to you, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. All right. All right, thanks again to Evan Nystrom for coming on. Um, we're going to very quickly pause. I'm going to throw your commercial in, and then we'll get back in. We'll talk about the vital stuff, and that probably be about it. Okay. All right, Sounds real good. quick, we'll be right back. Are you tired of your bike looking stock? Have you had enough of arm pump from inferior handlebars? Are you sick of losing the race on the last lap because you can't hold on to your old worn-out grips? If you've had any of these things happen, you don't have to be the laughingstock of your Moto Group anymore. Today, the Moto X-Pod show is here with the solution of all your problems. Torque One Racing. Torque One is an organization founded by individuals with passion above and beyond for the racing industry. Their mission is to provide high-quality, economical performance parts for your dirt bike, quad, and street bike. From the attack handlebar, defy lock-on grips, vengeance levers, and more, their products are made to the highest of quality, the lightest in weight, and most importantly, affordability to their customers. They bring passion, commitment, energy, focus, enthusiasm, and ambition to their products. And most of all, they are an experienced organization that has come together from other organizations to bring you the best of the best. Visit them at TorqueOneRacing.com. That's T-O-R-C-1 Racing.com. And be sure to follow them on Instagram and Facebook. All right, welcome back. If you guys are listening in post and not on YouTube, man, you just missed out on a lot of fun. We were going through. I jumped on YouTube, was totally distracted. We were interacting with our YouTube viewers, and you're missing out, man. And I, I will, don't know. Like, Steve doesn't interact with YouTube viewers because he doesn't get distracted because yeah. he's good. <laughs> I get really distracted, and I start talking to our listeners, and, like, I didn't even feel like coming back to the show. We were just having fun. So, But you're missing out if you're not on YouTube. On Tuesday nights, yeah, because even even those that watch it at, later on YouTube, you I go I go yeah. back and delete most during of the, the stuff. commercial, yeah. the quote unquote commercial break. You cut all that out. If it's so something it's not, that's really good or yeah, funny yeah. that we talk about, sometimes I leave some of it even, in, but most of the time it's in be the good stuff happens in between a break where I'm not going to go through yeah. and not mark that one spot. Even out. Even the so. Dune Goon Travis Marks was in there, and here's the cool thing: Steve doesn't know this. Everybody that was in our YouTube channel tonight got the free demo the beta version of the new app, the oh. Pulp MX app. Everybody that was watching got it. Now, if you weren't watching on YouTube... Where was I? Was that? <laughs> he, he just told you he was going to email it. I wasn't in here. Scotty, it's a joke! <laughs> you are the worst at getting these jokes. Because I don't know what you're talking about. There is no app yet. 
I know. Oh, God. I, I give up. I absolutely give up. <sighs> I cannot. You're fired, Scotty. we got to hire somebody else. Well, okay. To my defense, when I came back in from dealing with the work call that I had to deal with, I came back in. You were talking about that. I didn't know if that's what you were talking about if you said it then. I'm sorry. Uh, I want to shoot myself in the face right now. Yeah. Hey, Vital. Let's get to this real quick. Just, glad, just be glad you I'm asked here. about the Vital deal. So, anybody listening to Pulp, when I called in last week and was giving Steve shit about his hair that week, at some point, Michael Lindsay was in studio, mm-hmm. and Steve said something about, like, uh, you need to hire Darkseid, or Darkseid, you need to hit Michael up for a job, or whatever. And it was sort of just, like, background noise. I didn't, I, th- I thought it was a joke. And then he texted me, like, Tuesday or Wednesday, Steve did, hey, have you talked to Michael yet? I was like, no, I didn't think you were serious. So I called Michael, and yeah, he had some stuff for me. He, he, he's got some full-time positions. Uh, I'm not quite qualified for the one he's looking for right now. But he offered me a, a position, you know, writing articles like I've been doing for Racer X. So we talked for like an hour. Um, basically, we came to an agreement. He wants six articles a month for Vital. It's going to be four, one a week, um, like privateer interviews, mechanic interviews, whatever I come up with. Individuals. Do one of those a month, or uh, one of those a week for a month. And then he wants a, like, on the forum, they have, like, a bike build section where, you know, people build bikes, right? Uh, so he's going to pick some. I can go through them, and I'll do I'll interview one of those guys a month. And you're really interested in this conversation, Scotty. I'm interacting <laughs> with our guests. Yeah, I know. Or if you, anyway, or so, and then I'm going to do one article of my choosing. And it's going to... It's not a full-time gig, but it's definitely some extra money in my pocket. It's more my foot in the door in another venue, another, you know, viable, tangible thing that I could, you know, have on my resume, quote-unquote, someday, I guess. I don't know. And maybe someday it leads to a full-time gig like Steve is really pushing and wanting for me. So it's really cool. I appreciate Michael giving me the opportunity. It's going to be a lot of extra work to do six more articles now. Um but I'm figuring that out. I, f- I figured out the transcribe thing that I talked about. You're dark side, bro. Did I talk about Use that on the air? force. Well, like, no, you don't have the force. What do you mean I don't have the force? You don't well, know. What, guess, what are you about to say? I was just trying to make a stupid Star Wars oh. jokes, but I'm, I don't I know enough about Star Wars. I thought you were going to be like, Wars. oh, the dark side doesn't have the force. But um, I guess they technically they just have yeah, it's, the dark side of the force. It's Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. Guys, I can't continue to do this. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> I just can't get through this. Oh, my God. <sighs> anyway, I'm going to be busier. Um, Marks, don't tell Steve, but I'm going to be cutting less audio for the wrap-up show. Like, I am li- literally, I, every week on the show, I always go, I got to get done because I got a whole bunch of audio for the next three hours. I'm done already. Yeah. I'm already done for this week because I am not cutting anywhere near as much audio anymore. Uh, I figured I was putting in about 40-plus hours a month for the wrap-up show for a pretty small price tag. So, yeah, we're backing that shit down. Um, it's, and Mark has been telling me for a long time you had to do that, and he's right. So, But that's kind of what's going on with Vital. Uh, yeah, it's, I, if you guys are on Vital, uh, I'm going to be writing some articles, man. That's where my stuff's going to be found. I think I may be able to still write the 10 minutes with our uh, column in the Racer X magazine. Haven't got that confirmed just yet. But that's what's going on, Scotty. So, yeah, making moves. Uh, we're going to try to take the Moto X-Pod show along with it. To the next level. Yeah, man, hopefully. I mean, like last night, Steve thought I should either give this up or the wrap-up. Like, I, I need to draw a line in the sand. I don't know what the hell he's thinking. 
I mean, obviously, you don't know when they're when they're joking. <laughs> yeah, it was a joke for sure. But um, you're just like me. No, I knew it was a joke. <laughs> but yeah. See, okay, I knew it was a joke. I just didn't get it, so I just sounded really stupid. I I told them I, I'm a bimbo sometimes. It's okay. I have my moments. Stop acting like an idiot. <laughs> you're the idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. What, what else do we have here? Play these in a while. Every, every time Always something like that happens, cool. the Moto X Pod Show. I love the Moto X Pod Show. It's completely different. Yeah. And it's completely original. It's completely cool. <laughs> sure is. That's Dark Side, everybody. The man, the man, right? <laughs> yep. Like, yeah, he's the man. The, he man. the man. He's the man. Oh, oh no, nope, not the end of the show. That's, <laughs> that's mislabeled. That is. That's mislabeled. That was supposed to be Kiefer. Anyway. Yeah, more stuff going on. You guys are, um, if you actually like what I do column-wise, article-wise, it's going to be at Vital MX now, not so much on RacerX Online anymore. But, uh, yeah, it's a little more money, and it's going to be beneficial and maybe eventually be a, a full-time thing, and we'll see where it goes. Right on, hey, man. There you got Nothing else. No questions, yeah, no comments. Um, people were, someone uh, told me that I that I need to go watch. There, so every time something like that happens, everybody starts saying Scotty doesn't know. Like the movie Euro Trip, and that move that movie came out like right as I was like in high school, and like literally the the hallways would like part open, and like the whole school would be like singing that song as like I walked through. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. I've never Dark, seen, yeah. I see, Darkside doesn't know. I've never Every, seen Euro Trip. Is that what you said? Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah, it was it was after your time. After my time, like so. Yeah. I, after like I passed a, away. It was. It, <laughs> I mean, yeah. after my time doesn't yeah. exist just yet, Scotty. I'm still here, dude. No, but you know what I meant. It was. I don't know that I do. It wasn't Back to the Future. It wasn't like movies like that. Oh, one from the '80s. Yeah, or it was, '90s. It was like I mean, 2006, I think. Okay, I've seen lots of movies. From well, the you 2000s, haven't seen that one, so you don't get this reference. Sucks. But everybody else does. So oh, that's all well, that matters. That figures. All right. Do we got anything else? No, I think that's it. No. 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 Hey, I want to th- shout out to Garrett Slagle with PrivateerLife.mx. Uh, I got the white tee on. He sent us some t-shirts. And uh, he sent Scotty a onesie. So. <laughs> no, you, got, you got me a schmedium? <coughs> yeah. I need a schmedium. I was like, do you have any youth sizes? Dude, okay. I'll, if somebody. This, this large is actually a little snug. If somebody would get me an, a, like an Acherbys or something onesie, I would wear it. Like a, like I don't the, want to see that. I don't not, think not like a onesie, like a diaper thing, like like a whole like like a thing. A one thing. No, not a no. unitard. Like like you know the fuzzy jammies that like fold all the way up. Like you put your feet in and it comes all the way up. Like what is that noise? I think my foot's oh, hitting okay. something on the ground. All right, sorry. No, I just I heard something <laughs> in the headphones. So I was like, yeah, you're making noise. It's very unprofessional. No, like okay, like they're like pajamas. But like I know zip, what you're talking zip, about. But... If somebody gave me one of those that had like a one of our sponsor logos on, I would totally wear it all the time. You are. As awesome, weird yeah. as awesome, TJ, but in a different way. I want to thank a Cherubies USA, Race Tech, Fly Racing, Next Brand Goggles, Works Connection. Oh. What? Someone, yeah, I, I just thought, I just got an image from the, someone said Twisted T for Scotty. If he, if he gave me a Twisted T pajama pullover, I would wear that. Torque One Racing, sure. R Jerky, Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, Shock Socks, Williams Motorworks, Extreme Colors, Blood Lubricants, Power Band Racing, True Fusion Sports, Grill Your Ass Off. All on board with the Moto X Pod Show. If you guys didn't hear, don't remember the, the codes, our email is motoxpodshow at gmail.com. Send an email. I'll get back to you pretty damn quick. I want to thank all you guys for listening. 
want to thank our boy Marks for being on board and all his support. He's the man. Scotty, you kind of suck. We're out.